0: This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Chaney Crab. Naveen Copperwise here. What up? Coming at you live up, this week. Up. Shout out to our sponsors, Direct Sound Headphones and Moontooth CBD by Jade Rabbit.
1: Yeah, buddy.
0: Just getting this set up.
1: Special live dish.
0: We had to go live because we went to our first metal well we've been to a metal show this year we went to see Chase Frazier the number one most uh, mentioned person on this podcast who hasn't been on the podcast we went to see his band he's got this cool like stoner doom band uh, and we went to see them live at the catalyst but last night we went to see Between the Buried and Me In Sacramento. and
1: Super good time.
0: It was great. It was really fun being back at a a show after all of this.
1: Totally. Sorry, I'm trying to figure something out. I closed the little stream window. It's working. It's working, so? Yeah,
0: I'm I'm on live on the page.
1: All right, that's what's
0: up. But yeah, so we went to our first show in a long, long time last night. And it was like, for me, it was super refreshing.
1: Yeah, it was straight up amazing.
0: Uh, got it over there, Naveen? I can tell, uh, no, no, I no, can no. tell okay. that you're... <laughs> you're
1: going to have to banter for a second because <laughs> i got to figure this out.
0: What are you trying to figure out?
1: Well, I like I need to get back on the... I closed the live page, so I don't know how to get back to it.
0: I wonder if Let you canceled the podcast. Let's see. Let me check really quick. Can someone comment and let us know if the podcast is rolling? Because that would be. Uh,
1: I think I canceled it on accident.
0: I don't think so. It seems to be like gathering more people. uh, Okay. Hold up.
1: Yeah, we're basically the worst. Or I am, at least.
0: Naveen still doesn't have it straight after all these years. Yeah, people are like, it's still Gucci. People are in there commenting.
1: Still Gucci. Yeah, all right. so well, on I it. don't know how to get back to the moderator page. but
0: I don't think you... Just roll to the Cover Crab page, and then you can answer questions through that. Uh, I don't know how to mute this. Hold on.
1: We're basically... It's kind of like
0: a boomer trying to do a podcast... Speak for yourself, dude. If I was in charge of this, nothing bad would be happening right now. I wouldn't have uh, exited the Nice page. try. Nice <laughs> try, Chaney. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, are you good? You down to pay uh, attention? Kind of. paying I mean, attention? I, I kind of
1: wish that I was back on that moderator page. You don't need uh, to
0: be on the moderator page. I
1: don't know, what if I need to moderate? You know what I'm saying? What would you moderate? Haters. Kick uh, them on out. You know you, what I'm saying? I
0: think you're the only hater.
1: All right. Well, as long as it's working, then I don't really care. Straight up. Yeah, I think we're good. That's what's Let's called see. a bumpy start. But you're over there with your iPad sound on. So.
0: Well, oh, hold on. I can't figure it out either. <laughs> 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 Shit. Oh, dude. Okay, there we this go. This is All what right. a
1: total meltdown looks like. We're I'm, not cutting this out of I'm the... sweating. Uh, we're not cutting this out of I'm the... Uh, <laughs> when we put it on YouTube and on... Uh, Whatever that's called.
0: We don't cut anything out.
1: Unedited. This baby is all real. Rolling.
0: But anyway, so back to my story. All right, back Cheney, to my really we good try show again? there. <laughs> <laughs> my stitches are all gonna get uh are all gonna fall out because yes. I'm smiling too hard. All right,
1: so we have a lot of stuff to cover here. Let me let me step in and handle this, Jenny. Since uh <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> all right, yeah. Last night we went to a sweet metal show. Prague metal, I guess you could call it. Progressive right? metal, yes. And that was between the berry to me.
0: Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was super
1: sick, you know, super fun. If you
0: guys watch the show a lot. Sorry, Naveen. If you if watch the show,
1: Jenny's God help me. <laughs> dude, God help me.
0: If you watch the show a lot though, we talk about BT Bam a lot because we uh we just we love those guys. We love the band. We love those guys. And so Great guys, yeah, going those guys b- and re entering the like uh show world. At a sold out b t bam show was pretty pretty sweet
1: pretty much ideal really yeah. I mean that's the way to do it, you know what I mean like um I guess would you say it was weird going to a show again, Cheney, because I remember saying to you like one of the first things I was like this isn't really weird it wasn't really weird, weird at all
0: it's It's just one of those things where you you know, you'll go a long period of time without doing something that you're so used to doing. And once you're back at it, you're kind of like, oh, it it's almost like it wasn't gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely how I felt. But I had moments of like, wow, this is kind of special over yeah. here. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
0: It was special. I mean, it's been a really strange uh, year and a half. And it's still strange. There's still, you know, a lot of murky water to be. A lot of ins and outs. Yeah, a lot of ins and outs and what have yous to go through. A lot of what have yous. Yeah, a lot
1: of ins and outs.
0: And honestly, I don't know how many shows we'll be going to, just because of the nature of things. Yeah. Hundred percent. It did feel really special. Uh, Another uh, one thing that that felt extra awesome about it that I'm sure that a lot of people out there can attest to is that. There's something about the camaraderie of shows and the camaraderie of metalheads and just being in a place with your peers and people who... You know, this thing that we're into, it's a really niche thing. Yeah. And being back in a room of that many people who are into this crazy niche thing and just being surrounded by peers and and all these people who are into weird-ass music, it just feels so good. And I really really have missed that definitely. because Understood. both of us are total music nerds and we talk about music all the time. Sure did. No matter who's listening. So it's always really cool to like go back and experience the show yeah. environment. It was, that.
1: yeah, it was, it was definitely a refre- uh, refreshing, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah. because I guess for, as a fan and as a, Creator of music, mm-hmm. content, content creator, if you will.
0: <laughs> it's easy. Never to- call yourself that again, <laughs> Naveen. Jesus. Otherwise, we're gonna be divorced.
1: <laughs> all right. So, as a music um, producer, <laughs> you can get sort of. Uh, it becomes a little bit monotonous when it, when everything is just done at home and and you don't really get the interaction of people all the time. Um. So. It was cool to be there as a fan and then surprisingly uh quite a few people kind of stopped to chat with me and Chaney and um that was also really inspiring not going to lie.
0: Yeah, it really was.
1: Wasn't really expecting anybody to like know who we are like, you know, say, "Oh, how you how are you guys doing?" And a lot of people knew about what had happened with the accident and everything, and wanted to talk about it. And that was just super sick. Which, if
0: if you don't know, so the accident that we're referring to, uh, if you want to go get a detailed account of what happened, um, I think episode 70 of the podcast, Naveen did a a podcast by himself.
1: Saddest podcast ever.
0: Yeah, and uh, I honestly think that at that point, I hadn't gone to see my surgeon again so I, we hadn't seen an actual picture of what happened to me. Yeah. So I got in a scooter accident yeah. and at the point that Naveen uh recorded that podcast, we thought that I had really just broken my nose. And what actually was um told to me when I went to my my you know, plastic surgery update. So something hit me in the middle of my nose. Um, I don't know if I'm on camera or not right now, but something hit me right here. Yeah, you're on camera. And in my upper lip. And it must have been a piece of metal because uh, the center of my nose was flayed open and my lip was completely cut open and you could see through it and it went through into my mouth. And then uh, in my lower, in my jaw area, there was a ton. I must have slid across gravel when I fell. Because in my lower jaw area, my plastic surgeon told me that there was a ton of gravel buried in my jaw uh, to the extent that he thought I may have had chin implants when I went in to get surgery because my chin was so oh wow badly swollen. I didn't know you thought that. So So had this just been a broken nose, I think I would have been a little better off at this point. Um, because what's essentially happening across now is that I have, uh, well, did you just replay that? (laughs) That was really eerie. But, uh, so I have stitches lining the, the bottom and the top of my mouth and they're going to dissolve in the next couple of weeks. And then the scar tissue will be able to be a little malleable again. But so at first it's just, it's been hard for me to enunciate words because my lips cannot necessarily close so i i really like making vocal videos and everything so i've just been kind of waiting for my my lips to be at a point where i can uh, move them around again because i'm way into enunciation and pronouncing the words that i say when i do vocals right. uh so i never lost my ability to do vocals or anything like that um luckily but
1: it's been i mean she didn't lose her ability to do it, but it's it's hard for her to, to do it correctly because right. of the amount of restriction of movement going on in her mouth.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm at a point now where I think I, think I can do vocals. I know I can do vocals for a, probably five to ten minutes, but if I push it anywhere beyond that, then the next morning I will wake up with my face feeling like it got hit by a train. So... Right. We're still holding off on recording for probably a couple of more couple more weeks because if you follow our band, you know we're directly smack dab in the middle of, well, kind of at the end. We're, we're at the point where we're finishing our, our new album. So this has put kind of a wrench in, in the plans. But, you know, with every situation like this that arises in life, I like to take it as a learning process. And yeah. I'm also really stubborn, so I'm not trying to wait much. You know, I'm not trying to wait it out. I'm trying right. to do what I can do to get myself back to a place that I want to be in.
1: Get back into it.
0: So, yeah, uh, I'm feeling really good. Thank you so much to everyone who has reached out to me. It's been hard for me to reply to everyone, but I've been really trying. I didn't really expect the amount of love coming my way, and it really, yeah. really, really meant so much to me in a time where, although I knew that I was going to get back and be able to do the thing that I love to do, and I'm good at separating Cheney Crabb the person from Cheney Crab the vocalist, I don't think those are one in the same, so it it's not that huge of a harsh on me, but it is awesome to have people reach out to me and send their love in a moment of, you know, kind of fear and anxiety for me. Totally. So-
1: also, on top of that, like... Like I said, it was saying you know having a few people come up to us last night. I want to talk about it and hang out and um, seeing them uh, IRL, person to person. Yeah, you know, that was also super cool. You know. Yeah. It and really And of course, was. people were drinking, so they were you know really they weren't holding back. Yeah, you know, letting us know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it for yeah, sure.
0: It's also really cool. You know, we haven't really been out and uh, when we started the podcast, uh, we were essentially done with touring for the foreseeable future. We have not been back playing shows since we started this. So last night, it was kind of the first time we've gone out and hung out with people who are into the podcast and talked to us about that. So it was really, really inspiring uh, more than anything. It's cool to hear that people are into what we do because you never know. When you're at home talking into a microphone, you're kind of just yelling into the void. Really? Yeah. And that's all that we're doing. We like to talk, so we put microphones in front of ourselves, and all of this is kind of... We're just
1: trying to um, procure content. That's our main thing. Yeah,
0: content creation.
1: <laughs> so, no, but I mean, we hope that when we say something that's uh, positive or, you know, pseudo, uh, pseudo-spiritual, maybe pseudo-uplifting... Uh, that someone can can take away something from it, even though we're not the most enlightened people. But when you actually meet someone in person, it's it's uh it's really cool just to hear. Hey, I listened to the podcast, or whatever, and it's you know it's it's helped me out and this that. I think that's that's definitely awesome. And something I was ask actually asking today, Cheney, we should find out what day first podcast came out because so I feel like it was right around this time
0: it was I, I think it was at the beginning of October but we can check dates I'm gonna check it out real quick but yeah right we it's been almost two years you know we had a huge uh break last year
1: we did have a little break but it was a little break
0: this podcast has been just a really a really cool experience I think for both of us uh it's it's a nice way to like talk about the things we're into get recommendations for things i feel like we've made a ton of new friends doing it and you know we've been able to bring our people who we love and look up to onto the show and get to know a lot of them better just on a one-on-one basis that
1: is true excuse to hang out
0: yeah it's a total excuse to hang out or have friends you know before the days of covid it was friends over and drinking and you know we're we'll get back to that
1: we're still doing a little bit of that. Still doing, I mean, a, little little still still that. doing a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, kind of like what Shane was saying. We, when we started the podcast, we uh, hadn't. Pl- we had. We had been done with tour for the foreseeable future. Right. Just plug that into the headphone. Oh, that's smart. But then after that, uh, you know, we really haven't interacted with people like in on a personal level since then.
0: See, this is this. We never have to edit stuff like this. Seriously, the worst. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All right. We had an an
1: episode a long time ago called "Worst Episode Ever," but this might actually take the cake. No, I don't think so. But uh, Cheney, are we getting some questions over there? It's kind of hard for me to like see the.
0: Yeah, we do. I can't really moderate. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that in order to see the questions rolling in, I have to keep clicking on this thing. So that's why you guys are hearing a noise. Not
1: anymore, though. Not anymore. Not anymore. So Uno Memento,
0: out. poor favor.
1: But yeah, um, the BT Bam show, they played a lot of career spanning set. That's what they wanted to call it. And that it was. Played some good old stuff. Uh, they, they played, I, d- I, can't, I think it's More of Myself to Kill. More that's of like Myself the, to Kill. I, bl- that I believe that's the first song on the first album. So that was kind of crazy for me to hear that one. i I specifically remember the the day that I heard that song, and I found out about about Bit Bam.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. Wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah, like uh, I think I've said it on the podcast. Gonna say it again. I guess we're gonna call this one of, one of the greatest hits. Uh, the vocalist of my old band Animosity came over, and he was like, "Dude, just found out about the sickest band. Called Between the Barry to me. We threw it on in Frank's mom's living room. Wow. Yeah. Rest is history.
0: You know, uh, so I I think this is why Alaska is my favorite. You know, I'll go down in history on the Alaska ship. Yeah. I think one of the reasons is because my friend Shayna had the Alaska guitar. You know, we all know the intro to Alaska that yeah. that shreddy uh, intro riff. That was her ringtone.
1: That's a good ringtone.
0: Yeah, great ringtone. So Shayna got me into a lot of stuff back in the day, and BT Bam was one of them. Circa Survive was another. She was ahead of the curve on that stuff. And uh, I will never forget that. Not to mention, the first time that I saw... I think it was the first time I saw BT Bam, Animals was opening the tour. It was the first real Animals as Leaders run. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And... I didn't know Naveen, but we have a mutual best friend. Yes. Uh, Dustin and Dustin was doing, running around with you. And I just remember thinking, wow, Nav- wow. Dustin's really, uh, running around doing everything for Naveen at this show. <laughs> I never, I didn't <laughs> see you or. Yeah. But, but yeah. So that was the first time I saw BT BAM Naveen was playing and you know, we've had a lot of like BT BAM stories since then.
1: Yeah. A lot of, uh history. So it's kind of funny that guys.
0: yeah, it's kind of funny just the role that that band has played in both of our lives. And uh,
1: Totally. We got we got the full experience going in there yesterday. They're having, uh, you know, with the COVID thing, there's like cops outside, metal detectors and stuff.
0: I was wondering if that's just a thing that they do though, at that venue. I don't know, I've never seen that. I don't think that. it's because of I don't think they it's because of this new security. protocol.
1: I mean, they ha- I mean uh, I, we've played there before, I, I didn't notice, but I get maybe that's because we were playing and we didn't get strip searched.
0: Touche. I've never been to a show there before that I haven't played.
1: Yeah. So
0: so that could be it.
1: It was really fun, but but we also got um, a bunch of tacos from Del Taco oh afterwards, yeah. which was as good as, as the show, maybe a little bit better.
0: Maybe better. <laughs> well, because if any of you are vegetarian or vegan out there, uh, Del Taco has an entire Beyond Meat menu going on. Yeah. And... The veggie menu. They have the veggie menu, and not to mention Del Taco's uh, guacamole. Why isn't anyone talking about this? It's it's because premier. Because it's gu- guacamole. insane.
1: Yeah, it's this place is like fast food, like uh, like a Taco Bell type situation. Yeah, but their guacamole is like real guacamole.
0: Maybe there is not Del Taco in the rest of the country. But there's is that really it?
1: not. It's pretty regional. It does go to. I'm pretty sure they have it in Colorado. New Mexico, (laughs) Arizona, (laughs) those types of places. I'm glad that you know
0: everywhere that they have a Del Taco.
1: Yeah. Well, I used to really like going there when I was uh, a lot younger on tour.
0: So that's generally what our podcast is about is, uh, you know, being at Del Taco and between
1: the Berry and me. We need to find some chase to to talk about. Chase gets talked about a lot. Well, training uh, people flying in there. Well, uh, we got what, we got, a co- we got a
0: one question, Naveen. What was it like? Tra- speaking of BT Bam, what was it like tracking that guest spot for the BT Bam tune?
1: Uh, yeah. So, those of you who might not know, uh, they did like a a whole drum solo breakdown. I, I guess a hoedown down type thing. I guess you could call it, <laughs> it. <Yes.
0: laughs> as they do. As they do. <laughs> and own. uh,
1: me and a few other a couple other drummers did like little guest solos. Um I was really stoked and kind of shocked they asked me to do it. Right. And uh it was really fun. I mean, not really that much to it. He, I just he sent me the part and you know, my drums are set up and they're pretty much always ready to go, so I just went into <laughs> my room and uh <laughs> I think I did it, like, twice, maybe. And then...
0: You played it through twice? I think I did
1: it tw- two or three times. I told them I did it on the first try. Just Whoa, to sound like why a badass. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you, know, you, so you say just, that? That's my favorite thing to do. Let me this out for you. I did it one time. That's my know. favorite
0: thing to do, is just, like... If I'm doing a guest part, no matter how many times I do it, it'll be, like, a nonchalant email back. Like, oh, yeah, just...
1: I, well, I tried it out. Let me tried see, it out.
0: Let me know how you feel. Yeah. Let me, yeah.
1: And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, this was g- great because they just wanted me to do whatever I wanted. It's not like they gave me a part to play. And then, uh,
0: they just wanted that Naveen flavor.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I did it a couple times. Sent it on over, and that's it. That's that. And it's also, let's sweet. say it's that, it's that you're awesome.
0: sandwiched in between some like scarily good company.
1: Some legendary people.
0: Uh, Mike Portnoy. You might have heard of him.
1: Might have heard of him. I personally Neil Morse band.
0: Neil Morse band.
1: Fame. (laughs) And then Ken Shock, another actually one of my favorites from the band Candiria.
0: And then of course, the man himself Blake. Yeah. Richardson, who exactly who obviously blew everyone else's solo out of the water
1: because he did (laughs) not do his his twice.
0: He probably also uh, he like, I don't you know,
1: spent some time on it.
0: I don't know if you're allowed to say <laughs> this out loud, but I'll say it for you that they only sent you that tiny part. You would never, you don't, you didn't know what the song yeah, was no, I just heard or sounded yeah, like. That's it. But Blake got to hear everyone else's solo and then be like, oh no, heat it up. Oh, <laughs>
1: okay. So he had <laughs> the solos first. And he's like, okay, I know what I'm up against here. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, nah, his solo should be the best. You
0: know, right so makes sense. He's the best drummer.
1: Yeah, and it's anyway, his so. band. I mean,
0: so I was wondering, like, I was watching the gong thing last night. Does Blake just bring the gong and only hit it one time at the very, very end of the set? Yeah, that's that's it. That's like the climax. That seems yeah. like a lot of uh, work to do. Oh, it here's does. a good. It looks cool though, and they have you, lights Naveen. on it. To Naveen, is there any unreleased animosity songs that may see the light of day? Yeah, dude, it's called the Primal EP by Entheos. Right,
1: uh, it's like, not really. I mean, that's <laughs> not really.
0: But it kind of is. It's like you and Frank and Evan. It's the same people. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we weren't necessarily. I think we were, We we if it was animosity, we might have came at it like a little bit more
0: metal. Yeah, yeah,
1: and not trying to be not wouldn't try to be as weird
0: like rock and prog. Yeah, yeah true
1: that. And it would be like I don't
0: know, uh, maybe a different vocalist. Maybe. True. A thing, yeah, and the bass would not be audible. The bass would be buried. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so there's that, but that is similar, for sure.
0: I think so. It's the I'm I'm thing joking. To, yeah, I'm joking, but yeah, it's the closest thing. It's to it. It's the closest it. thing to it, right
1: for sure. And that's kind of how Entheos started in a way. Like, I had I had this idea for my thirtieth birthday. I was like, hey, let's do like a, I didn't want to do like a big show, but I was like, hey, let's just do like a funny reunion show just like for my birthday party. Like I thought that would be kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Not, you know, not everyone was into it and they were like, a certain person was like, I don't know. Maybe you should you should just get Cheney to do the vocals.
0: And <laughs> I was like, hmm. A certain person.
1: A certain person was like, you should get Cheney to do the vocals. And I was like, huh, that's kind of a good idea. And then
0: bada bing, bada started bing.
1: the band. So that's... Uh,
0: you didn't really answer the question, though.
1: Oh, yeah. The, um, There's not any new material.
0: And that's that.
1: I think, I guess... In the time that we would have been writing new material, I uh was just like totally fixated on doing the Flesh Rot album. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did that. And then when I was done with the Flesh Rot album, the band was broken up.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. So you started working on Flesh Rot and then you... Well,
1: I was kind of like, okay, it was like this. We went on a tour in November 2008. And then... I think all of us just kind of wanted, like, a break from the band in a way.
0: Yeah, which happens.
1: Yeah, but then, um, like, I guess not everyone in the band was down to have kind of, like, a double life, you know, like, have something else going on other than the band. This is kind of a common problem within bands. Like, some people will be okay with maybe, like, not touring full-time, and have like a part-time job or. Right. But then other members in the band are like, well, no, we're just, that's all I want to do is just that if I'm not doing just this, then I want to go do something else.
0: Yeah, totally. Which.
1: Which I get. You know, that makes I sense. I get that
0: too. And it's why in, ban- like, bands don't generally last a really long time. Not in our genre. No, because there's, there's not like a high monetary out- return So it's a bad ROI. Yeah. So it's like if you aren't touring, touring is how we make money a lot of the time. Now, of course you can make money on the internet as well, but touring you're, you're consistently bringing in money every night Yeah. and you can kind of count on how much you're going to make. So if you're not doing that all the time, then you may not be making money, especially. And then after that, something to consider is that the money that you do make, if you're in a band of four or five people, well, Generally, in this genre, you're splitting the money equally between four or five people because everyone is kind of a songwriter and everyone's involved. Right. So there's a lot of uh, turnover in metal bands just because of what Naveen just said. It's just hard. Not everyone stays on the same page. You know, people ebb and flow. It's hard to to keep a, a relationship going in the first place because right. people change. Totally. Things change. Priorities change. So uh, that's kind of how she, that's the way she she goes.
1: Uh, that, was, uh, that was the way she goes, but specifically with animosity. So I was kind of like really wanting to, I was getting like sort of good or okay at like recording my own music and whatnot. And then uh, I had been working on the material for the album for quite some time. So I kind of just went into like recluse mode and dedicated all my time to just, You know, working my job, so I could pay bills and everything, and then working on the Flesh Rot album. And then, I guess at that point, it was kind of like, the dude who was sort of the band leader was like, I'm going to go back to school. I'm kind of over-waiting on you guys, kind of a thing. And that was it. That was that. I was kind of honestly relieved. I was like, yeah, I'm over it.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Sort of. It's kind of like, what else are we going to do? I, I never really saw myself as, like, like if I'd watch, like, a documentary about, like, I don't know, like, Metallica or Rush or something, that's like, we've been in this band since we were, you know, 12. I, I, I never really saw myself as that type of a person who was just going to be in one band since they were, like, in high school. And that was, like, going to be their experience.
0: And shout out to the people who do make that happen. You know, there are a few bands, BT Bam being one of those bands that has... But
1: even them, they had a a lot of lineup changes before Alaska.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they then,
1: So there weren't like total kids. They were probably in their 20s. Right. And then they got it pinned down.
0: And, you know, they are a band. They don't party. They don't... They don't really drink, and I think that it's easier to kind of keep it together when it's a little more of a unified vision in that way. Yeah. Of course, I don't know the inner turmoil of any other band or anything like that, but uh, it's a it's a crazy thing to keep going for 20-plus years, and that's why bands like them or the Black Dahlia Murder, any other band who has kept it going that long, it's like a lot of people look up to those guys because they've kind of made it, made it fucking happen.
1: Totally. And it is definitely commendable, especially with all these things that we're talking about. But yeah, I mean, I'm surprised bands are touring right now. To be honest with you, I mean, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of risk to take on. I mean, it's already a risk to go on tour as this type of a band, but fin- then with financially, the whole, yeah, and then the whole the tour could be canceled at any moment, pretty much. Thing. Yeah,
0: because you know, one of the things that goes into touring. So with merch. We're fronted a lot of the merch that we get or you pay for it up front. So you you go into tour with a debt and you're and that could be anywhere from like five thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars, depending on the band you are and how much merch you estimate that you're going to be selling on a nightly basis. So you go into the tour with debt, and if you have to cancel the tour, or do something like that halfway through, and you didn't make the money back, then you're, you're kind of left scrambling, and to figure out how, what to do with the merch, how to sell it. Yeah, you can go on. You can go home and sell merch online. There are a few ways to get rid of it, but there's a lot, a lot of upfront cost that goes into touring. So it is definitely a huge risk a to take. And, you know, shout out to all of the people who are going out. I think that that uh, Black Dahlia, Carnifex, Rivers, Undeath tour starts in a couple of days. So.
1: I hope it does really well. Me too. Is I that really? coming here?
0: Uh, it's coming to Berkeley. We should go to yeah, it. We should try to go if we can. Yeah, I hope it. I hope they kill it because they're like, this BT BAM tour is happening, but I haven't heard of any like metal five-band packages right. who are out there doing it. So I, I really, really hope it works out for them. Wish them all the best. 100%. Yeah.
1: 100%. Jenny, can you drop through any of these cues? Are there any more? Yeah,
0: here's another one. Jamie says, hi, guys. Once the world opens up, have you ever thought about coming to New Zealand? We have. Actually, we were... Working with a booking agent to get to Australia and New Zealand, like right as this was happening, right as COVID kind of broke out. Yeah. So as soon as possible, we want to be there.
1: <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, I think Chaney and I are kind of, uh, we're a little more hesitant, I guess you could say, because it's just things aren't, aren't as assured for us. Like we kind of... bear bear the brunt of the load in our band. So, you know, if something that we are the, yeah, we we like are the the band. So it's like, we've been talking about it a lot and we're like, when does it make sense to tour? And I honestly don't know at this point. I don't either. Because especially in New Zealand and Australia, like they're dealing with massive lockdowns and very little free movement within the country.
0: Well, actually I think that we should, since Jamie is from New Zealand,
1: yeah. What's Can it you, like yeah? There?
0: What's it like? You know, we we hear all of these things on the news, and we don't really know what's actually going on. I don't have any ground forces True. True uh, reporting back to us from New Zealand, so I'm curious what your experience is right now. What's what are the restrictions? Are bands playing shows? Is touring yeah. a thing? Are right. uh, you? Know, what's going on? Yeah. You let us know.
1: Totally, but I mean, I think over the last couple of years, we've seen things go from things are open, now they're not open, then this, like, I, I wouldn't want to be in another country right now to have something totally change overnight and now I'm, like, trapped in some other country. Right. You know, no thanks. Right. So for me and Cheney, since we don't depend on touring for our livelihood, it, it's not as... a a priority for us right now obviously we love doing it and we'd love that we would like that to be our main thing but since it's not i think it's just a lot of risk and when you look at how things have been in the last whatever year and a half half two is it two years can't be two years
0: uh let's see what happened well over March so it's a year and a half
1: yeah, I mean, it's kind of unpredictable is, is what I'm getting. Is that's what I'm getting at, you know. So we have a good thing at home. We we have this podcast. We have – we we actually kind of at the beginning of this year made a conscious decision to like, hey, let's push a little bit harder online and take that a little more serious. And the band has grown Yeah, in, in – in spite of the fact that we lost members, that we are just a two-piece now. Even that even we, ha- with we that, haven't
0: put out music in four years. Wait, what's yeah, the year? We
1: put out one single in like a year and so and change ago.
0: Yeah, and our last album came out in 2017. So.
1: Yeah, so despite all that stuff, we've still managed to like grow the band from home. So it really has got me thinking like, what does it look like if we keep going like that? And that's not to say that I don't want to play a live show. Obviously I do. Yeah. Badly. It's just, dang man. I think for those who, ha- who have gone on tour, it's such a th- commitment. Yeah. You know, whereas we could make a video mm-hmm. and I mean, we made some random TikTok video and it's got, it's probably got more plays than everybody who's ever seen us live and every video we've made all combined.
0: Yeah, that's the thing of So it's like that's I the thing know. about <laughs> the world today is that you can actively build your band online. And we Entheos has been a touring band now for almost uh seven years. Seven yeah. it'll be seven years since we formed the band in wow, December really? in December. That's crazy. Uh wait, it's twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, 7 years. Yeah. Jeez. So we've done like all of the touring. We've we've gone on the road, opened for all of the bands and done all of that and we've lost money, we've made money and you know, we've we've gone through the motions and I think that now we're a little more focused on you know, what can we do from our from our homes. Exactly.
1: Because at this point, from the way, what I'm seeing, the way I'm looking at it, touring is like a luxury. It's not, it was already becoming this way. I noticed that, like when I was in my first band, the way that you got your name out there, you hit the road. So you're playing in front of a crowd. Nobody knows you. are trying to win them over. Right. right. But I think as time goes on from that point to now, that's just not the case. I really don't see that even, be, even, in the last two years, yeah it's like why would you do that right you know why would you do that? why would you spend all this time like literally twenty four seven your whole entire existence eating shit and sleeping in a fucking van to win over like a couple people a night I mean that's just not a good business I model. do I do <laughs> wonder
0: that and I never I never want to be the person to see uh, a friend of mine or anyone announcing a tour and say, "Man, why, why are you wasting thirty days on this tour that probably doesn't really have like a, a name? Yeah, headlining it isn't really like gonna be the sh- the show when it comes to town. Why do you want to go and probably spend money on tour when you could?" Get yourself to a place where when you go on tour, it makes a little more sense. Like, let's say that you, instead of going on tour for 30 days straight and spending all of the money that you have, you take all of those same resources, the 30 days and the money, and you get some really good camera equipment and you do some pushing of your band on the internet, you do some promotion. And I'm not talking about, you don't have to start. A YouTube channel and do reaction videos that's not what I'm talking about but you if you're in a band you have material to lean on yeah. you can take what you do and you can make it into a thing where people are going to see who you are online and you know it's a it's a weird uh, road to navigate I think because we're still kind of in the first 10 or so years of the internet really really being a useful tool in yeah. building careers but there is a point where you you have to think about the the actual business of running a band because that's another reason why there's such great turnover in bands because there are bands that you hear about like there are names who do not make any money yeah so you kind of have to be smart with this and figure out how are we going to make money how are we going to keep this thing going because although none of us Began metal bands to make any money in order to keep the ship running, there has to be some source of income,
1: yeah. Or, how's it gonna on the, on the flip side of the coin? Like, uh, let's say you don't really care if you make money or not. Well, how are you gonna support the project? Ex- well, you're that's what gonna, I mean. You're yeah. not gonna be able to do that by going on a 60 day tour and not getting any. That's gonna wreck you. That's if anything, not that's feasible. gonna
0: kill your momentum as well. Because yeah. if you go on that kind of a tour and you don't do very well. You do not come home very inspired about what's no. going on. Hundred percent, no. And you might be like looking at college. You might, <laughs> you might be like running through your local community college, like what other career field can I? You know, CPA. what CPA. Yeah.
1: But so that's why I just I think even in the last since the whole you know COVID thing, every, uh, it's become a lot more commonplace to do stuff <laughs> online and as i was watching you know between the Buried to me is a really established well known band right and they had this killer show going and it was they they're the only band who played so they had a great thing going the show had a really good vibe and everything but i th- i was kind of seeing shows going more in that direction like oh i get to see this band online all the time and now i finally get to see them it's like a celebration,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
1: and to be honest, that's way better. That's way better than just grinding it out. And dude, both Chani and I noticed that the dudes in the band were like way more into it on stage. You know, they could they could tell uh-huh. they were just super stoked to be there.
0: I know we had a great joke. We didn't get a, We didn't get to see Paul after the show, but we had a great joke that was uh, Paul Wagner is the only man on earth who has cut off his hair and become more of a rock god without the hair. Yeah. It's like the opposite of what happened to Metallica in the 90s.
1: Yeah, 100%. Paul
0: was just up there like owning the stage. It was Paul. it was I was like BT. look at him go, dude. It was BT go. Paul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but that's what I'm saying like I think I see shows going more in that direction. And you don't really mm-hmm. necessarily need to have the 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 ba- the shows so packed full of you know five, six bands or whatever because that yeah. Those are all like logistical things. So it seems like it makes more sense in my mind. And I can see it going. Like people love going to shows. And I don't like that's not going to change. Right. And I don't want it to change.
0: Same. I love going to shows.
1: I don't advocate for that whatsoever. I just think it would be, it's probably going to be more rare. And more, uh, it's not going to be you're seeing your favorite band every weekend anymore. I just don't see it.
0: I don't know. I I don't don't know. It's hard to like predict anything. Yeah, of course. Because if you talked to me six months ago, my predictions were a lot different. Uh, If you talked to us at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought this was a a fluke and that everyone was going to be off of tour for three weeks and we were all going (laughs) to be bummed that we canceled everything because
1: when's this over? Let's get back. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, these, I mean, we're talking about navigating new waters with the, with the internet. I mean, Corona, this whole pandemic, this is, now we're really navigating new waters. No one knows what the hell they're doing and it's all just a crapshoot.
1: Totally. But that's, you know, obviously it goes without saying that Shane and I are not like experts. At all. We're just sitting over here.
0: We just like to talk. We're we like to one point
1: five thing. beers in a piece. Uh, and I would like here. another
0: beer because I don't. Ha- I'm only one point seven. Uh point seven. So Dan David says, I definitely agree with you both that the way bands make money has changed over the recent years, but the artist split on streams from the bigger platforms needs to improve. I mean. I can it's agree with that crazy. tenfold. You know, I I love Bandcamp, uh-huh. and I know that we all love Bandcamp, but I was appalled by how much money Bandcamp takes yeah. from people. He's so,
1: probably more referring to, like, Spotify, right?
0: Uh, I think that the... art Oh, streams from bigger platforms. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was thinking uh, live artist streams. Yeah. Or live show streams, you know, because that's become a thing this year, too. So I don't really know how any, any of those platforms work. But one thing is, like... The way that Bandcamp works is they're taking a percentage off of every sale, whereas a a site like Big Cartel is taking like $19.99 a month.
1: But I think they do take a little bit of a fee on top of that, don't
0: they? Mm, No. Really? No. Who takes a fee is like Stripe. Or PayPal will okay. take a small fee. Yeah. Right. But I so remember, your I remember specifically on Bandcamp, we had like, there was like a $75 uh, donation that someone made to us, and like, and they get like 12. $19 what was taken yeah. out of the what? donation. And I was just like, this what? is fucking highway robbery. I know. And no matter what way artists look, Sure, that's a better percentage than Spotify where we're getting, you know, virtual virtually pennies. Yeah. If that. Yeah. But can't there be a place that isn't so goddamn greedy and just milking oh, artists yeah. for everything Sorry. that they're worth? It's insane.
1: To me, the Spotify thing is I, I was thinking about it one day and I had kind of like a a a vision. And I was like, Spotify's gotta go. It's so great for the listener, but it's just absurd.
0: Well, I would it's also absurd. For I would also argue that it's music. okay. So, an argument that I would bring <laughs> forth for Spotify is that Spotify is also a great asset in people finding out about your band. I agree. So, but
1: does that mean that it has to be every single song that everyone's ever made?
0: On Spotify, you know, full catalog. Maybe
1: there's like a couple song. I mean, I don't, I don't want that to happen as a music listener. Like, are you kidding me? Spotify is the sickest thing to ever happen ever. But right. it might be the type of thing like, you know, heroin or something. It's like, yeah, it's great. I mean, it probably feels great to be on heroin, but that's kind of not good. Kind of not good of a thing
0: for society as a whole. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, right. is it great? to ha- I don't know I I I just feel I feel like in order for musicians to make money and I'm not complaining by any means like I'm actually I am a fan of music so for fan, for people who, who are fans it's great but for people who are creating music ah, it's tough man yeah where you're not going to get any money off of Spotify I yeah. mean you know, people. I see people complaining online, like you'd have to do three hundred thousand streams to get you know minimum wage, or and it's like I don't even expect to get minimum wage off of spot off of my music. But the idea of getting like basically nothing, and then if you aren't on there, you're just irrelevant. Right. It Unless seems you're tool problematic. Or
0: Taylor Swift.
1: It seems problematic to me.
0: It does to me too. I wish that. So in the best business interactions that I've had, whoever is the person who is uh, above me, so let's say, you know, like a a talent agency working to get this or that, they're the people who they do not take money from you until they have proven themselves as a valid asset to have in your camp. So it would be cool if something like Spotify worked in that way. Like, hey, I'm getting we're yeah, getting yeah. your band a hundred thousand monthly listeners. Now give us a little piece of the pie.
1: Yeah, that, that is a good way to look at it. I've never thought of it that way, but that would make a hell of a lot more sense rather than just like, Oh, it's there. I don't know. We're gonna take all the whatever revenue there is, we're gonna right. take. I right. mean, it's just one of those things that seems a little too good to be true. It's kind of like when, well, it is too like good to Napster be true. and like LimeWire was out. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. This is like really sick.
0: Yeah, I mean something's got to <laughs> give. But honestly, the days of bands or artists or anyone making a ton of money off of their music, I think those days are gone.
1: Okay, so let me let me clarify my position. Is Spotify going to go away? No, it's not going to. Right. Would it need to go away for bands to make some money off their music again? Yes,
0: it wouldn't need to go Absolutely. away. It need to be there there would need to be some kind of artist uprising lawsuit type thing toward them. Seriously? and I don't know I don't know what will happen with that. I think that it things will change inevitably. I don't know how long it will take. but yeah, I don't, Patrick Delphia said Spotify is just promotion. And, you know, honestly, that's how I've always looked at it. Yeah, but I
1: I have to, I'd have to disagree with you, brother, because yes, it is promotion and I've definitely found out and I listen to more bands than I probably would have without Spotify. Same. But are they getting my dollar? And the answer is no. When I was a kid, <sighs> I had to go buy CDs every week. Yeah, That's but how, how much So I spent a lot of money. Directly giving money to labels. I mean, I'm sure the bands are getting screwed at that yeah, point see, too. Yeah, see, that's but- another
0: thing is that in order for us to sell physical copies, if we're the people who are making the most money are the people who are independent who aren't, you know, by paying per unit or whatever. Generally, you're paying, let's say, four or five dollars a CD to get your music in the first place. Which, yeah, that's a great turnover you're making a lot more money off of a a physical cd than you are off the internet but someone is taking money from the artist no matter which way you spin it unless you're fully independent and you're funding all of this stuff yourself yeah someone is taking money from you at any you know there's always a way to cut a little piece of that pie off of the artist of course
1: and that's it's always been that way for sure and i i mean i get what Patrick is saying for sure, and that there, because there also is the added thing of a lot of those people that listen to your music on Spotify just wouldn't have bought your CD, and they probably yeah. just wouldn't have heard it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't actually have a huge problem with it. You know, like I'm not one of these people who is posting stuff online like we need to, you know, you, you band together and like. I'm just saying, like, as long as that's around, you're probably not going to be making money off of just your music. And I also need to clarify that within death metal, there there was never a time where we were making a, t- a shitload of money off of physical copies. No, so, we
0: make money off of merch.
1: Yeah, so to me, it's kind of like whatever, you know.
0: So if, with the, all of this being said, though, and I know that I'm just preaching to the choir here because in metal we're we're a merch buying bunch we love wearing our favorite band shirts we love owning stuff you know Naveen and I collect vinyl totally and we're always out there buying and I love supporting Support, artists dude. I
1: I think that's the best so thing it, that you can do if you
0: if, can yeah go buy merch
1: yeah like you hear a band on Spotify you like them a lot it's never been easier to go to their merch store and buy a shirt you know yeah. I think we both try to do that
0: Oh, absolutely. Or
1: try to buy an LP from them or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Vinyls
0: do have a great return. If you guys want to know, like, how can I give the band the most bang for my buck? Vinyl, you know, generally you're buying like a vinyl unit for like, I don't know, $11, if that. And we can usually sell them for like $30. So that's a really, really good amount that we're making back off of that t-shirts are great too because they cost about four dollars a piece yeah five dollars a piece we can charge 20 for those
1: yeah but so i mean if you but what i'm saying here is just if you look at like the sheer volume the numbers of all all of it how many shirts and vinyls do i own of what's in my spotify library it's like none it's basically
0: none. i own a lot
1: (laughs) it's basically none.
0: But I like Probably to like anytime that I'm next. like a little got a little beer in me, I like to go online and speaking of I haven't even talked about this yet. Speaking of band shirts, so yesterday before the BT ba- we decided last minute, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna do the three hour drive for BT Bam. I went to wash all of my clothes at the laundromat and I left so that you I could pin down so that and I could take a know- shower. And someone stole all of my clothes. From the laundromat. So August was a really shit time, <laughs> and two <laughs> shirts, Lord, yeah. two shirts in particular. Someone stole my. I have a cannibal corpse all over print, violence unimagined shirt that was st- that was stolen, and I'm gonna reorder one of those tonight. And then I have a vintage Pink Floyd shirt that was stolen, and it really pissed me the fuck off.
1: Should we get like a GoFundMe going on? replace, cheney's, replace cheney's
0: two shirts <laughs> um dan david so that was a little just a little off the point but also dan,
1: i will say that we got we started things started to get kind of good in this comment section because of uh
0: because of the spotify yeah this is spotify. fantastic it's i love when button. i love when you guys uh because this is you know we i love having discussions about hot this hot stuff because issue. someone always hits us off to an idea that neither of us would have thought about before Uh, Dan David said, I feel Spotify slash iTunes, et cetera, just robs the artist of their work. Wait a minute. Let's not, let's not pin iTunes in this as well because the money that we get every month, which I think he probably means Apple music. Okay. Apple music for sure. iTunes though, we do make money off of. Um, And then they have to monetize other aspects of the band brand. Do you guys think Metallica or more specifically Lars Missed a trick in the 90s with Napster. I mean, that's when all this downloading and streaming kind of started. It's I true. I feel like if people would have had... I feel like now a lot of people probably regret making fun of Lars's position with Napster.
1: I know, but it's really fun to make fun of Lars. It's probably the best <laughs>
0: I mean, he's got the best uh, snare heard around the world.
1: Well, he just came out with a, sig- a new signature snare. Uh, I, I
0: was really bummed that it wasn't like the Saint. I know. Ranger I'm saying they
1: should have doubled down, Capitalize on that. It should have been. It has the Saint Anger artwork on it. Yeah. Because literally all the comments were just like, uh, just razzing him about the Saint Anger snare. Yeah. But I think, it, I'm sure his new snare sold out really quickly or whatever because it, it's like the Album. It's the black album snare. <laughs> so it's all like blacked out, right?
0: And everything—it's probably sick. I bet it's great. I want
1: to hit. Obviously, it. it's I want to hit f- it with freaking a freaking Thomas snare. It's gonna sound really good. But if they had a double down on the Saint Anger snare, dude, come on!
0: I really on. wish they would have done that.
1: I mean, I would have been saying... I want it. If it was, the, I want the Saint Anger snare.
0: The, I mean, I I would be interested to see the sales on Saint Anger or the, like the streams on Saint Anger compared <laughs> to other Metallica albums because. That almost like rejuvenated Metallica's relevance in the the 2000s. What do What do you think? Hear me out.
1: Should we get the? You know what I mean?
0: It was the snare heard around the world. If it wouldn't have sounded like that, then most people wouldn't have checked out Saint Anger.
1: Okay. Do you dare me? to get the facts. Also, some kind of monster is
0: right one of now. the best, if not the best band documentary of all time. Unless and I, you're an actual Metallica fan. I rewatch it annually.
1: Yeah. It's a big deal.
0: It's a huge deal. It's like right up there with wild and wonderful whites as one of the best documentaries yeah, it's, of all time.
1: It's definitely serious. Well, it's kind of odd that, that Metallica is totally all over Spotify, right? I mean, they don't seem to have a problem with that.
0: Well, I think if you can't beat them, join them. And Metallica probably, here's another thing about Spotify. There are artists who are making a lot of money off of Spotify. It's just not like as much as they would like to be making. Okay,
1: Chaney, sorry to like totally just burst your bubble right now. But out of the top 10 songs of Metallica, not one of them is
0: off of St. Anger. Yeah, but what are they all?
1: inner sandman nothing else matters okay unforgiven okay master of puppets one sad but true yeah i mean when you have i mean these are classics when you have that
0: that discography though obviously (laughs) (laughs) okay jesus when
1: i start when you start naming off the metallica hits it's like come on now
0: Metallica is right up there with the Eagles as far as like, well, I I would know any Metallica song that came on, but with the Eagles, it's like, or with Fleetwood Mac, it's like, I mean, I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, so I know all the songs, but a person may be surprised to find out, oh, this is an Eagles song too. This is a Fleetwood Mac song too. When we watched the Eagles documentary,
1: I was like, every hit song, every classic rock song is Eagles. That's weird. It's true. Or, or Fleetwood. Yeah. But I mean, dude, I I I'm not like proud or anything, but I never really was a Metallica fan. And just sitting here reading those titles off, I got like chills.
0: So what were you a fan of?
1: I was more into like Sepultura.
0: That that's not even like the same generation. I know, but that's Levine. like the
1: closest thing to
0: you. Who says that? Who says, yeah, I was never really into Metallica. I was more into Sepultura.
1: I think a lot of people could say I that. I
0: don't think anyone would say that. I think they'd be like, yeah, I was more into like, Slayer. Or here's one. I know. But, like, Sepultura here's is kind one. of the I same one. I was more into generation. Megadeth.
1: I never got into Megadeth. And I, I don't even know any Megadeth songs.
0: I covered, I know one Megadeth song, and it's Holy Wars. Holy Wars? Don't know. I thought that was Byard uh, his Murder. It's really you guys, it's really hard for me to smile with these stitches in my mouth, but like they're gonna get they're gonna rip right out. Yeah. because of this.
1: I'm about to get smacked. <laughs> but yeah, I mean just reading these titles, jeez. Yeah, what a, what sends a, what chills
0: a, down one's spine. It's like an
1: American treasure, dude. You know Metallica, what's sick? Like me?
0: low key we're on Metal Blade now, so I'm like I'm just I like feel it in my heart because of oh, Are these albums the, on Metal Blade? I don't think they're on Metal Blade. What's the story there? Slagle was the first person to sign Metallica. I don't, I don't know. know. Let's get the. Let's, I don't know. We're like seven the, steps. We're like seven steps of Kevin Costner removed from Metallica. So I'm pretty down for that.
1: Wait, what's Kevin Costner? Okay. Metallica <laughs> is. Oh, oh, Chaney. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You're going to love this, dude. Yeah. Let's I hear hope it. you're sitting down. <laughs> I hope you're sitting down, dude.
0: I'm sitting down. I only sit down since my scooter accident. Hold on. Damn it. What's up? I lost it. All right. I don't know how to use that was Wikipedia. News.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Metallica. Oh, wait. Never mind. I read it wrong. Jeez Louise. I read it wrong. My bad.
0: What were you going to say? I was going to say,
1: uh, it says Metal Blade Records is a heavy metal independent record label founded by Brian Slagle. I read it as Metallica is a heavy metal, metal band founded by Brian Slagle.
0: I think he found them, right? I don't know. I don't know what happened.
1: I would need a little more time. We're supposed to be like a metal podcast, and like we don't know anything about metal. We don't know about shit metal.
0: about metal. Yeah. Like listen to death metal, dude. Yeah. Screw all this mainstream.
1: And even within that, someone metal? could be like, you know, ask me something about like some morbid angel history. You know, I'd be like,
0: I actually probably know more about progressive metal than I know about anything, too. I mean, the most
1: thing that I know about is going to be, like, early 2000s death metal. That's what I was, like... uh, That's what I was around for.
0: And you don't even really know that much about that, do you?
1: Correct. I've always been sort of somewhat aloof, but (laughs) at the same time... uh,
0: (laughs) Too busy making it, folks. That's what I'm saying. Can't listen to it.
1: So um change Should we end it here Should no we... we got
0: a couple more questions hold on all right. all right uh dan david that og lars thomas snare you know it's weird some people say thomas some people say tama i are on the side of tama
1: you know why i say tama
0: because the people who work at thomas say thomas that's right but i still hear that's people right. who are endorsed, higher ups endorsed yeah. by thomas say tama or tama or tama
1: i know somebody who's quite high up as a drummer
0: very well known.
1: Been on this podcast.
0: Been on the podcast.
1: Says Tama. We
0: love him. Love him. Love him to death. He says Tama still.
1: He's gonna get an invite to our wedding.
0: He's coming to the wedding. Still
1: says Tama though.
0: Still says Tama. <laughs> that might get him off the list. <laughs> That's another rule I have. If you say Tama, we're done. We also have a very good friend we're who fucking done. we love dearly, who refers to Nam as Nam. And that's Says like nom. my favorite. Says nom.
1: He probably has like a theory on why it, it, It's, it's like, nom. Yeah, like why it has to be like that grammatically. He's
0: totally that type. But I always like when he uh, gets back from Nam and he's like, "Yeah, I just went to Nam."
1: Yeah, and nobody calls it that.
0: <laughs> no one. Right? I've every never heard single person is call calling it, it Nam. That. All right, let's anyway, take we'll a vote. What song? do you call it, Nam or Nom? Wait, what,
1: was there another question? Uh, yeah.
0: So. Uh, he had years ago it was nearly as bad as the Mike Portnoy Melody Master snare. God knows what this new one sounds like. I've never heard that snare, but I love Portnoy and we don't talk bad about anyone who plays with Neil Morse around here.
1: Word around these parts. Would we get like taken off if I like played the teaser for my uh for Lars's new snare? Yeah. I can't play it. Why? Play it on YouTube because he's like, Oh, it's like uh, it's black, it's like everything on it is black, you know, like the black album. That's like all I can say. Sick,
0: about it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> dope, dude. <laughs> I would love to see a documentary about the snare. He's like, It's like some kind of black, some kind of snare, some kind of snare stir.
1: I will say, though. So Travis. LeVreer. Yeah. He's like a huge Metallica fan, like mega fan. And he was, because we were like, oh, you know, he's, people that are mega Metallica fans, like, are super bummed on some kind of
0: monster, the documentary. (laughs) That's from our one person poll that we took of Travis. And Frank. Oh, Frank's bummed on it too. I can't watch that. We took a two person poll.
1: That's a lot. I mean, that's a majority of the Metallica fans that I know personally. Yeah. So I'm getting the vibe like it's not chill, but uh, Travis was like, oh, you got to watch the like real Metallica documentary. Yeah. You remember that, Jenny?
0: Yeah, he made us watch it. Yeah. And it was the sickest thing ever. It was so good. It was them tracking one of the albums. I think it
1: was doing the Black Album.
0: It was one of the albums. And I was like,
1: damn, this is okay. After I watched that, I totally got it. I was like, "Hey, okay, that's the coolest band ever." I get why everybody would love that.
0: Yeah, wouldn't it be a strange uh, world to grow up in to be like eight when some, or like thirteen when some kind of monster came out, and that's what you think Metallica is? Yeah, and you don't know that they're like the most ass-beating, ripping metal band ever.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of ha- what happened to me. You know, I didn't really know, I I know, obviously I know, knew their song, the hit songs, you know, everybody knows those, Yeah. but I just never really took them seriously as like, I mean, okay, that doesn't sound right. Like I didn't take them seriously, but I I took them seriously. I just never really like listened to them a whole lot. So when I checked out the, uh, the documentary, it's like, this is amazing.
0: It was really, really good. Really good. What's a band that, like... Here we you. Uh, oh, you might get us taken. Getting taken Yeah, out. y'all get all us taken. Right, right. Hey, everybody. Anyway, that was a clip.
1: <laughs> should we just risk it? Just Some let it kind go?
0: of snare stir. I wish we could just let it just risk go, Risk it all. Should we just risk ours. it all right now? Go for it. So what's, like, a band, Naveen, that everyone seems to, like, love in metal that you don't love? Whoa, Um... I know mine. Everyone keeps telling me to listen to them, though. Um,
1: I, I like. Try to Tell us out. in the. I want to try to find a way to like. I want to try to find guys. a way to like. Be like a politician and like wiggle my way out of this question.
0: Oh, you're gonna wiggle your way out.
1: Um, I guess what I'd have to say is I usually only have a few bands that I'm really into at a time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so most of them. most of them I most. don't really. It's not that I but like But I'm talking have about classic. Whoa,
0: before you like send yourself to metal jail, <laughs> I was talking about classic bands.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: For me, it's Slayer.
1: Yeah. That makes not sense. a huge Slayer fan.
0: I, I've never, y'all, I don't, I'm not a huge punk fan. Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, it's like thrash isn't my thing, but I've recently been getting it. Like I, I like new thrash. Like I like Havoc a lot. Municipal is sick. Yeah. Iron Reagan is sick. Are they thrash? They're crossover thrash. I like all the new stuff I hear, but for some reason,
1: no Slayer. I don't know. I think uh, uh, it's weird to say. That I think I talked about this on our last podcast with Derek and uh, Justin. I- I've kind of like changed how I am a lot. I can, I can get into stuff and be like, okay, let me let me try to understand this thing. Yeah, th- that's more how I am now. And you know, I don't really openly, like, despise bands anymore. You know, I don't I, think, either. I feel like that's more of a thing that you do when <laughs> you're, like, in your 20s.
0: Or 13.
1: Yeah. I, uh, now I'm just like, okay, if I hear people talking about a band or whatever, I'll check it out and I'll be like, I, I kind of get why people think that way. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, here's the stuff that I don't really like about it or why I wouldn't really want to listen to it. But having that sort of mindset has... Actually opened up doors for me that I never thought that I would be into. Like raw black metal. You know? Yeah, I'm totally. Totally something that I would hate my whole life. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, let me check this out. Let me try to like get into this. Right? Totally. And then I'm like, eh, this is kind of sick. You I, I kind of get it. You I, know, I, I get what where people are. You kind of have to like get where they're at. And it's not necessarily where you are because you've had all this other stuff uh, leading up to where you're at at the time.
0: Right. I think that's important too. I think it can definitely uh, open your mind to a lot of stuff that you may not have thought that you enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, I, a good, that was a really good way to. It's out of very that question, true. Though, huh, yeah, but I, I sold myself out. But you know what? I think I'm going to yeah, go I, back and I, listen to some Slayer albums.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see you doing that a lot too, a lot uh, lately. Like, maybe there's bands that you like, Mastodon. We were just talking about. You didn't never. You didn't ever. Dislike Maston. No, I actually like, and you never really got into their like full thing, and you're like, well, maybe I'm right. gonna have to go check it all out. You know,
0: yeah, like I I like that one song from Blood Mountain. uh God, something about f- forest men.
1: I've always loved that song.
0: Sitting here with the Thomas 30th anniversary. We're going to get cut. (laughs) (laughs) But I, the weird thing is is (laughs) that every band that I like love and fawn over is a, is a Mastodon derivative. True. Right. Very true. I love so many bands who love Mastodon, but I've never fully done the Mastodon thing. Yeah. But I think I'm going to be like a mid thirties Mastodon fan, which you know what? Anyone who wants to hate on people for getting into music like at a certain time, fuck you.
1: I know, just whatever. I didn't hear it then. Oh no! Yeah. While well, right, I let's... was
0: busy listen listening to thousands and thousands of other bands that I can school you on, I didn't. I, f- yeah, I... forgot to listen to Mastodon's discography, and I'm just now getting around to it. Sorry. Yeah, like, Where
1: were you at, dude? And, and, and How dare like you,
0: gatekeepers of metal? Ugh, God.
1: Damn, Cheney, let's lo- Cheney unhinged.
0: I know, I've been a little mean on this podcast. <laughs> it's because I have stitches in my mouth, you guys. Just forgive me, okay? Yeah. I love you. I'm mad. Uh, no, Okay, there was another, there are some questions. See, it's like now that we're an hour in, they're rolling in. Jack Wilson says, who would be your dream guest on your podcast? I think, can we brainwave it to each other? Because there's someone who I'd love to nerd out on about a certain album.
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Frederick Thorndall. Frederick. Why don't we just ask him? Good old Freddie To be on.
0: I would love to have him on and I want to know everything about Soul Niger.
1: Because honestly, I see podcasts that are like smaller than ours. They get like huge guests. Yeah.
0: I think that it's just because we don't ask anyone to be on our podcast. We're too
1: shy. <laughs> we're like, everyone he thinks that everyone who we've
0: ever asked to be on the podcast, you've seen an episode with them. Except for a couple of people because Naveen, for instance, lost our episode with our Friend Billy, yeah. who I actually wanted to take a minute to talk about that. Our friend Bill, Bill Oberender, um, he's done merch for every band that you like pretty much us, contortionist, intronaut, hate breed is his main gig now. He does leprous, the ocean, every band. So his brother got into like a crazy accident and really hurt his leg. And there's a Kickstarter up right now to donate money for. Bill's brother and if you guys have anything to spare, a dollar, anything, go to the Kickstarter, hit Bill up with some money because I can assure you that he's been out there like providing good times for people at shows for Yeah. And he's the reason that I like IPAs.
1: And he bought a Soul Niger on vinyl as a Uh, wedding gift. Right. So
0: he did buy a Soul Niger on vinyl as a wedding gift. And we
1: didn't even get married.
0: And we aren't even married. So
1: Channing Got Cold Feet.
0: And since Naveen has been dropping the content creator thing this whole time, I'm thinking about pulling out of the wedding and the band and the podcast.
1: Well, the wedding was going to be I'm a just... great piece of content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were really looking forward to all of the drone content we were going to get of the wedding. I have a freaking drone. I never even like, use it. Um. So uh, yeah, Freddie, good old Freddie Thorndall. I think that... That would be pretty sweet. He'd probably be... Really annoyed, by but you know
1: who I could—I'm gonna go with definitely get on the show. Who is Morgan Agren?
0: I would love to have him on. Who also played on Soul Nighter? <laughs> It'd Let's be sick to have John Gallagher on too.
1: I, I was thinking, John, why don't we start trying to get guests that we're not friends with, Cheney? Wow, what do you think?
0: That'd probably be cool. Shake,
1: because we're always just like, oh, we're only gonna ask our friends, and then because we don't want to be stupid, we don't want to look stupid.
0: There is someone coming on next month who but is not our But we look stupid all the time, so it doesn't really matter. They their PR reached out to us about being on, so there's that. That'll be cool to talk to. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, that sounds official. Okay, so Estes Williams says, "What's up? Finally home! Whoa, finally home from Iraq, and get to see the podcast." From what I'm seeing, you are in the military, so thank you uh, a ton for your service. Yes, thank you very much. Shout yeah. out that to is- you.
1: Um, we are just people who talk on microphones and are lame
0: we don't and you're out do there good. doing good for yeah. the world. So thank you so much. Uh, you guys are blocked over there for some reason. I think that Iraq is really blocky.
1: Like it might not just be us. It might
0: not be us. It might be Iraq. It's not us. It's that. Is it because
1: there's a girl on here who's? <laughs> I don't know. I am <laughs> just kidding.
0: I don't know why it is, but yeah, that sucks.
1: Huh. I I wonder if it's like other podcasts or Vok, not just us.
0: Yeah, I am sure. interested to know. What's how's Joe Rogan looking over? Are they letting Joe Rogan yeah, in I Iraq? Don't
1: I don't know. Maybe I he's rock. talking about the internet. Is the internet on base? Uh does it is it like with US internet or is it Iro- Iraqi I- Iraqi. I have no Iraqi Iraqi.
0: Uh, also, can you get a one of those blockers? You know what I'm talking about? I have one. For when we go to Europe, yeah. I, I have this... I can't remember the name of it. It's I like always can. Yeah, I have an IP blocker on my phone so that I can always get access to all Netflix movies. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> so there we go. Let uh, me so look into that. <laughs> Jack Wilson says, Morbid Angel for me. I like a few songs, but wasn't a fan. All right. Well, we cannot agree on that one with you. I'm really
1: just into Domination, to be honest. I'm I'm kind of a poser Morbid Angel fan.
0: I am too. I love Domination. We like Domination a lot.
1: And we've never really... uh, I'm not going to be like, oh, I've been listening to them since I was a kid. I know everything, but I really don't.
0: But if you listen to the last Entheos single, Remember You're Dust, it is... We wrote that song... Um, in the spirit, like we had been listening to a shitload of domination. Yeah. And we were like, we want to write a song that's like kind of like where the slime live, which it sounds nothing like that, but we were definitely jamming that album a lot when we wrote that. Definitely. Josiah Robinson says, it's definitely a teenage boy tactic. I just tell people it's good. I'm just not a fan. I agree. You know, what's a good thing to say is "Eh, it's not for me. It's not my thing. It's not for me.
1: You know what I usually say? I usually just straight up lie, dude. Oh yeah, this is sick.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Is that good or bad to lie?
0: Lying is bad. I think we've been over this on the podcast before.
1: Oh, check out this band, dude. And uh, depending on how well I know them, Mm -hmm. if I don't know them at all, I'm gonna be like, dude, that's definitely sick for
0: sure. No, but if I know you, I'll get in heated. And then depending on how
1: much of a friend you are, is the level of resistance I'm gonna give you.
0: The better the friend, the more resistance.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> if you're a really good friend, I'm going to be like, dude, come on. Seriously?
0: <laughs> How dare you? How dare you recommend but that But usually
1: my good friends don't show me stuff that I wouldn't like. They kind of know me good enough to be like, hey, Naveen would like this. Psh, check it out. <laughs> or if they know, they won't dare show me something that they know I'm not going to like. You know what I mean? Yeah, me? totally. Like, he's definitely not going to like it. I'm not even going to show it to him.
0: <laughs> Vanessa Hall said, are we drinking Mind Haze? Yes, we are. Yeah. Shout out Mind Hayes. Shout out Mind Hayes. Uh, Good stuff. Firestone Brewing Country Company. Country. They say they're from California. I don't know if that's Brilliant.
1: true. Or not. Dude, uh, I believe it's in Watsonville, which is maybe close to where we live. No, Paso Robles. That's not far from here. I have no idea where that is. And I, and they, I think they have some sort of hub in Watsonville because I've seen it driving. Oh, really? It's a bunch of Firestone trucks.
0: Dan David says that playthrough of Morgan and Frederick is beyond fire. It is. And if you haven't listened to Frederick Thorndal's special defects, Soul Niger Within. Album. Full album. Then get fucked. Then don't talk to me.
1: Cheney, you just said five minutes ago that you don't understand when people are like, oh, you missed this.
0: Yeah, I'm a gatekeeper of the (laughs) one album. And I'm saying if you don't know the album, you need to hip yourself to it and then come and talk to me. Josiah Robinson, when y'all gonna pressure the All Shall Perish boys to make that new new? Finally home. This is definitely sarcasm, but also kind of serious. I think they're pressuring. Right?
1: I don't know. We had Zach on here, or, or who records them. Of like spilling, also, the beans we off. love
0: Ben. Ben, uh, Go back can listen to that episode. Prince Ben, if you guys don't know Ben Aram, he has a merch company called We Need Merch and he prints a ton of ventheos merch. And shout out to We Need Merch! Shout out to We Need Merch! And he prints a shirt, he printed a shirt that we're going to release next week, so that is limited edition.
1: That limited a dish. Estes
0: said lots lots of stuff is blocked in Iraq. You need a VPN usually. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. To see stuff, but it's all still limited. Oh, that's really interesting. But it's awesome being home again. I can play my drums, drink beer, and maybe play shows again. Hell yeah, all of that. Welcome home, man. Yeah, glad you made it back. Yeah, glad you made it back. Glad you made it back. Very glad. And that you can play fucking drums again, man. And drink beer. Definitely. And maybe play shows. Three things that I really like doing.
1: I wonder what the order of importance is there. The beers at the top. For sure. Then, then we're going. Drums. Then drums. Then shows. Probably. I don't know. You know You know what's really weird about me? I wasn't really. I love playing shows. But it was always sort of like something that I, I wasn't as into as the music creation part.
0: I know what you mean.
1: It's kind of like. I think if someone was like, Oh, you you can never play a show again, I wouldn't be like, you know, bedridden with depression. I'd um, be like,
0: All right. On the other hand, if someone told me that I could never <laughs> never write music or make music. Yeah, again, that would be I problematic. Might, that might lead to darkness.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So for me it was really more about the creating the music.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And that's really what I that's honestly the thing that I like to do. By far the most. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just, and and you can really just see what is most important to you by what you do on a daily basis. Right. You know, and for me, just like writing riffs and playing guitar and stuff and drums to that material is something I would just do in place of like playing video games. You know, it's not something that I have to like force myself to do. You know, it's just a fun ass thing to do.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Dylan, I think your name's Dylan, or Dylan. I think it's Dylan. McCarley, is Frederick and Morgan's accents really deep? Would they be listenable for an English podcast?
1: So we've talked to Morgan quite a bit at NOM, and he's got not that much of an accent yeah no it'd be yeah, it'd be fine i don't know frederick that well we've or not that well we've Chan and i have en- encountered him one time with
0: rudy there's a picture yeah. that we took. we
1: took a picture and this was like 10 years ago yeah uh but i don't think he said anything
0: i don't know if he did yeah so but i don't yeah, know no, i think i have no idea and you know what fuck it we'll put on uh captions closed captions what about
1: people who are listening only have a little narration I, I would think that people in Sweden probably speak really good English, probably better than we do. Yeah, that would I would be my so. assumption.
0: Yeah, and that's all, folks. And that's so all. I think that's probably the end of the podcast.
1: Oh, right, you want to wrap it up here? Cheney? Let's wrap it up. We've right, got. That was some a stuff bumpy ride. Tonight. It was a little bit of a bumpy ride.
0: <laughs> it was a little bit. Thank but you, guys, all for hanging out with us, uh, asking questions. Jack, Dan, Patrick, David, Josiah, or Dan, Josiah, Vanessa. Estes, our boy who was just in the service and just got home. Of course, Isaac, Steve, you know, Dylan, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, y'all rule. Jamie, love y'all. Appreciate y'all. All All right, beer is number one, Estes says. Drums are number two. That's smart, man. Shows are good for hanging out. I love this guy. Agreed. Let's hang out, man. Have a good night.